Honestly, I don't even know what these words mean. Hello everyone, welcome to The Commentator, where my opinion is just like that baked potato you ordered to go with your steak. You don't really need it, but it's there as an option. I'm RJ, and today I'm going to be telling you how I started The Commentator and review the products that I use to produce the show. I started the show all on my own and have been doing it for a couple months now, so if I can start something, you guys can too. The products that I use certainly don't have to be just for podcasting. You can use them for like any kind of way. But before I get started, let's get to today's appetizer. Since I'm going to be talking about the products I use and essentially reviewing them, I'm going to go onto Amazon and read some one-star reviews. I went onto Google and found a random object generator. I clicked it and the random object that I got was bed. So now I'm going to type bed into the search bar, then click on a random product. I'll scroll all the way down to the review section and click on one star and see what they complained about. So I got the Amazon Basics foldable metal platform bed frame with tool-free assembly, no box spring needed, twin size that costs $65.48, it's prime and free returns, with a 4.7 out of 5 star rating. And the description says, get a more restful night's sleep with help from the Amazon Basics platform bed frame, black. The sturdy bed frame features a raised rectangular shaped design with horizontal panels and cross rows of wires that effectively support a mattress without the need of a box spring. The well-made bed frame sets up quickly and easily, no tools required, and it accommodates sleepers up to 250 pounds. Choose from the following sizes, twin, twin extra large, full, queen, king, or California king. Depending on the size, the platform bed frame works well in a kid's room, a dorm room, or a first-time apartment, and it makes a welcoming addition to any guest bedroom or master suite. Now I'm going to click on a one-star review. Okay, this one says, Nickname is Squeaky. This thing started out so quiet, but fast forward six months later, it's squeaking up a storm. Great. <laughs> okay, one... I have never heard of a squeakyless metal bed frame. Like, I don't think that ever exists. And I mean, like, it says it's foldable too, so I don't think that the parts would just fold without any squeak. So there has to be, like, some sort of squeakiness to it if it's foldable. Plus, if it's foldable, it means that it's more for convenience, like folding it up and hiding it under your couch. Oh my god, there's literally a picture of it being folded up and being stored under a couch. I don't think of the word quality when I see foldable. It tells me, here's a place to crash for the night. Like, it, I don't think it's used for a long time thing, but it can. And if you need something of that quality, get something better than a foldable frame. I also enjoy how you came back to the product six months later to write the review. If I ever do write like a review or a comment about something or a service, I don't usually wait like six months or a year later to write about it. I usually do it because there's like a giveaway with it, not because I want to. I like free stuff. <laughs> now I'm going to look for another comment. All right, so they titled this one Defective. This one says, middle of the collars are not straight. Defective product came to me colon left parentheses and they also included a picture of the not straight collars all right so don't get me wrong 
no one is going to see those coils, right? Like, the wires are there just to support the mattress. So just put the mattress on top of it, and as long as it holds, it should be fine. Right? I mean, it would be one thing if it was out and, like, you wanted to be presentationally appealing. But if it's hidden by a mattress, what's the point? One thing that I learned, like, a while ago is, like, if you're decorating something... Only decorate what people can see. Don't worry about what people can't see. Like in like theater and all of that, like backstage is so messy, but it's an organized mess because you have like your props and you have like costume pieces and uh, set pieces that need to go back onto stage whenever there's like a set change. It's messy back there, but what they only care about is how the stage looks. So if your coils are crooked and like your mattress fits on it and it doesn't fall, I think it's fine. You don't need to complain about everything. I'm also saying this product isn't perfect. A lot of the other people complain about parts breaking and uneven legs. These two reviews are just ridiculous. What did they expect to get out of it? If something is not what you expected, just return it. You don't have to make a big fuss about it. There are literally worse things that can happen to you. On that note, let's get onto today's main course where I review some stuff. So getting the commentator started took a lot of research and reading reviews and comparing different brands and sites. You could get the best reviews for the best products, but it may not be what you need. Of course, links to the products that I use will be down in the description to start your search. Let's say that you needed like a microphone for streaming or a site to record on. I'm not saying to like use it. Of course, do your research, see what works best for you. These are just what works best for me. So the first thing that I bought was a microphone. I went onto several sites to find one. There were handheld mics and professional studio mics. But the one that I actually bought was the Blue Yeti Nano USB Condenser Microphone. This one is actually blue in color, it's not just the name as well. It is compatible with Mac and Windows through the USB connection for a plug and play connectivity. It has one-touch controls for mute and volume functions, as well as a button to switch between cardioid and omnidirectional patterns. It has a 20Hz to 20kHz frequency response, and it comes with a little mic stand all for $99.99. So when I first tested it out, I realized that it picked up everything. So it really was a sensitive microphone. Trying to record the first couple episodes was hard because the mic stand was just to be on top of a table. My posture was just uncomfortable and I had no room for the cords for the USB and my headphones to go through. And if I hit the cords, you could hear it on the microphone. So I just had to be really still. It was really easy to set up as well. I literally plugged it in and it turned on. Recording softwares found the microphone pretty easily. Because the mic stand didn't accommodate room for the USB cord and the headphone cord, I'm going to give this a 4-star rating. It is a bit pricey, but comparing it to other blue brand microphones, it is not as pricey as those. On the first episode of the podcast, I mentioned needing a pop filter to get rid of the hard pop sounds. I... Bought one that was just a foam cover that went over the metal grill, but my microphone is a certain size, so the one I bought was too small to fit on top of it. So I returned it without leaving a bad review. Let me repeat that for the people in the back. I returned it without leaving 
a bad review. I was not about to go and write poor product. It did not fit over the head. Mine is just too big for it. Wait, maybe I should have. (laughs) Dang. My need list got a little bit bigger. I needed a different mic stand and I needed some pop filter to go with my microphone. I bought the AGPT-EK upgraded version microphone suspension scissor arm stand. It comes with the adjustable desk microphone stand, a pop filter, cable ties, and microphone holder, all for $17.99. The pop filter was the windscreen, so I didn't have to worry about it not fitting. The windscreen just positions in front of the microphone. When I opened it, the microphone holder was attached and it was for handheld mics but it did come with a bolt that I can screw on to attach my microphone. Attaching it to the table was easy. I just got to turn the screw to lock it in place. At the time of buying it, it was also the one that could ship the fastest. All their other ones shipped like a month later. And overall, I just give this arm stand like, I guess, five stars. The ties really helped with keeping the cords out of the way, and I could be in any position like standing or sitting. And it's just going to be comfortable for my posture because I could easily move it. So now I bought all my equipment. I had to find a recording and editing software. There are a lot. There's Adobe, GarageBand, Hindenburg. I use Audacity to record and edit the episodes. It's free. I watched tutorials on YouTube on how to edit and record because the manual was too much for me to read. Plus, it's just me recording these episodes, so I do not have a lot of edit. I just have to take parts out and rearrange some parts. I don't have to, like, mix anything, really. There are shortcuts to make it easier to edit. It was really hard to find those commands, though, and without the YouTube tutorials, I would have been lost. That's why I'm giving it, like, four stars. Next, I had to figure out what the podcast was going to be about. I had many ideas. I was going to talk about bad customer experiences because I had a lot of those. I was going to talk about exercising and health and have some episodes be workouts, but I felt like I wouldn't have much to say about that. And one thing I am really good at is talking about my opinions. I have opinions on everything. I like judging things. I'm not going to lie. I'm a judgmental person. So that's why I decided to commentate on everything. But I needed like a gimmick to make it truly me. I remember a couple of co-workers I used to work with calling me a potato. And that was when the commentator hit me. That was going to be my brand, a potato. The next thing I did was create the cover art for the show, like the album art for songs. I know no one wants to see the default cover you know, those eighth notes. There are a lot of things you can do to create the cover art. You can Photoshop one, or there are thousands of editors and apps to help create it. It is recommended that it be 3,000 by 3,000 pixels, and it had to represent what you are creating. Creating it was pretty tricky for me. I took the picture. Yes, that is my hand and my potato that I used. I touched up the lighting with Lightroom, It was pretty hard to figure out, but there were videos on the program teaching you how to do it. So for Lightroom, I'm going to give it four stars. It was still pretty difficult because I'm not really good with Photoshop. Anyways, then I used Canva to add text and resize the image. 
It took a while to really figure out what I wanted my cover art to be. I wanted to wear overalls in a field and hold a potato in one hand and holding my headphones to my ear in the other while having a bundle of wheat in my mouth and like be in front of a farm. But again, I was the only one doing this. I didn't have the outfit or the location or the guts to do it. So the next best thing was to hold the potato. There were templates that I could have used, but none of them really had my vision. So I just took my photo and added words to it. There are a lot of font options. I was really surprised about that. But because I just added text to my image and resized my image, I'm giving Canva three stars. I used it minimally, but had to create an account for it. But sometimes people don't want to do all that work, so there are a lot of people that would do it for you. If you need someone to edit audio or videos or create intros or music, Fiverr has thousands of freelance services to help create whatever you need. And just a disclaimer, this link for Fiverr in the description is an affiliate link that I receive a small commission. I then needed to find a hosting site for the show. I had no idea what it was at first. I thought I could just upload it to SoundCloud and maybe Apple Podcast and Google Podcast and Spotify. Nope. It was a lot more complicated than that, and I still don't understand it. I needed an RSS feed, and I have no idea what that is. But podcast hosts make the RSS feed as well as host your episode files. That way, you don't have to. They also help make it possible to get listed on directories like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. There are a lot, I mean a lot, of podcast hosts. There's Podbean, Captivate, Libsyn, I use Buzzsprout. Another disclaimer, this link in the description is an affiliate link that I receive a small commission. Buzzsprout helps you get into major directories. I just follow the instructions, filled out the information I needed, and waited. It does take a while for the application to go through, but that was all I had to do. Uploading episodes is easy. I find the file, I write the description, and let the site upload it. So when it does upload, all the directories that I am listed on gets the episode as well. You can also upload for free, but those have some restrictions. The free plan only hosts your podcast for 90 days. Storage is also something that I considered. So what is cool about Buzzsprout is that it measures your storage in minutes instead of megabytes. I try to aim for like 20 minutes each episode, but have no idea how much megabytes that is. Depending on the plan that you pay for, depends on the storage that you get. When you sign up for the paid plan using the link in the description, you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card sent to you after the second paid invoice. There are a lot of resources on it that I also like. They have blog posts and videos about tips for your podcast or if you want to upgrade your equipment. Because I am an affiliate for Buzzsprout, I'm not giving it a rating. However, it is a site I highly recommend if you do need a podcast host. So whenever you first want to get into directories, you need one episode published for the directories to find. If I remember correctly, I published my first episode April 17th. That's when I was trying to get into the directories and trying to like submit my applications to have my episodes played. And then I recorded more podcasts, but I always publish my episodes the day before, only because it does take 24 hours for the sites to refresh their feed. Because if I uploaded it all on Friday, then there is a possibility that you won't be able to see it until Saturday. So that is why I always publish a day before, just in case. Well, 
That is how I got the commentator started. Starting something new took a lot of work, but I'm happy I did it. But when I first launched, it was very nerve-wracking that day. I couldn't sleep that night. I was worried because I'm starting something new and I'm making it public. But I've had a lot of support from my friends and family from it. So thanks, you guys. <laughs> but I'm also curious, were there products that you used that you left one-star reviews for? Let me know what it was and what you said. I would love to hear about it. Anyways, thanks for listening to The Commentator. As always, you can find me on Instagram at RJ Toretto and on Facebook at The Commentator Podcast, where you can join in on the conversation. New episodes come out every Friday wherever you listen to podcasts, and I will see you spectators later. See ya. 